how much grounding do you need? If you have any pain whatsoever in your body, any pain whatsoever, it's your body telling you, I mean, it's, you can't have pain unless you have inflammation. Pain is a byproduct of inflammation. So if you have pain, your body is inflamed. It's on fire. You have oxidation. Your, your body's being oxidized like, uh, you know, fire burning a log. Okay. <clears throat> and it's doing damage. And the pain is a message to your brain. Get me out of here because my body's on fire. You know, get me back into normal. So, <clears throat> so, um, the, the amount of time that you need to be grounded, no matter who you are, if you have pain in your body, you need to get grounded. Okay. And stay grounded until the pain goes away. And once the pain goes away, then your body's flooded with free electrons. The fire's been put out and it's healed up a little bit, whatever. Then you can go until the pain comes up and then you got to get grounded again. Welcome. 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 Welcome to the Happy Prayer Podcast. We're delighted you're here. Genuinely. We're excited. Thank and you're you in for, for moving your digital device and clicking on that digital icon you saw. You are in for such a treat. This has been groundbreaking. Honestly, this... Groundbreaking. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> groundbreaking in so many ways. It really is. It could be the greatest health discovery of all time. I did say it could. Din, 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 I think, could. Yeah, it's it amazing, amazing. But before that, what are we going to talk about? Many things. How are you today? And if you're hearing a little man? kind of grunting noise in the background, that's baby Ralph. That's Sarah's little six-week-old child uh, on Lucy's back. He's just been fed and he's kind of going... He's squawking, <laughs> he's squawking like a little... Uh, truffle pig, pig. truffle he, pig that's nearly found a truffle he <laughs> farted about 50 times in a row there as well but i always think that is a sign of good luck if you're holding Brilliant. him and he farts there we yeah. go yeah. so if anyone farts out there it's officially a sign <laughs> of good luck no only if ralph farts oh please. okay of course, of course. Um, nothing so, like a mother's love yeah well come on so we have uh, had loads of feedback which is lovely Great. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. haven't heard any of it. Uh, loads of lovely feedback. Loads. We had uh, Charlotte Tong, who says, absolutely loving the podca podcast. Keep them coming, please. Uh, Jen McCabe saying, Sarah, St Dave and Steve and Shawnee, I always like uh, your little chats at the start of the podcast. And then she said, um, uh, can you uh, do something by teaching meditation to kids? Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, like yeah that. on it. We're on it. Leave it with us. What are your thoughts on teaching meditation to kids? Do you do that with your kids? I think kids are meditation in many ways. Loads Ooh. of them. Like, is in that they're they're in the present moment. So many Depends of on what age you're talking about kids. Yeah, like if kids you mean kids that time. are like six, they're like... Well, I, I don't know who your kids I, are. Look, can I talk? <laughs> like Ned's six and when I spend time with Ned one-on-one, -on -one, we only use the present tense. We don't use the future tense. We don't use the past tense. Like it's really grounding and you really feel like oh but wow. you spend time with your nine-year-old Theo uh, Theo lives in everywhere Theo is <laughs> a multifaceted being that lives in every every Multiple part universes. of life but I think in the age of six yes uh, uh, like th there's possibly less of a need for it but as kids get older I think it's such an important thing just practicing being present do you reckon and Ralph's meditating all the time I think he, he just is life I, I think there's know, research yeah. shown that kids that age have a similar like well whatever. if you look at a baby we're almost if you look at adults they're almost like dementors around them like like yeah. like their energy is just contagious that we just are drawn towards them as, as Rich Roll would always say babies bring prosperity babies bring prosperity well like I think it's mad how um, I was talking to uh, my friend my mum's friend the other day and she was telling me a story of how when she had her kid and she was just out shopping one day and a baby not her baby started crying and her boobs just started lactating like mad it's like she could feel it's not even her kid but the connection made her boobs just go 
full oh milk and i can feel that as well like now with my boobs like if i'm around another child i they can get sores if they're overproducing milk all of a sudden i don't know what that is it's, it's oxytocin probably but yeah instinct is incredible but um, then uh, if I'm continuing on with the feedback. Great. Um, any, any less positive, less than positive? No, just only well, we positive, talk please. Like that. <laughs> okay, no, come yeah, on, we This is like the sales pitch of why people could listen. Yeah, why are you hanging on the negative? Excuse my negative bias. <laughs> Excuse my, yeah, sorry. Um, oh, yeah. But Everything what? is awesome. Just exactly. sing a song. Everything. Sorry. That's from uh, the, Lego the Lego movie. movie. Yeah, Love that. Great. High caliber of film that Stephen watches. Um, Me and Mike Michelle children. Okay I'm going to say her name pr- Pronounce it wrong Sorry Michelle if I do Michelle Begine Mayor Major Sounds brilliant Excellent I think she Great might job be Sarah uh, Well anyway She said she loves her podcast She also met you Stephen And uh, she said uh, I was talking a bit with this With Stephen on a run last weekend Oh Michelle's deadly yeah. She's really cool from Canada Cool badass like army Captain I think she was She's just cool girl Great uh, chats And she was saying Um uh, that uh, she loves the community of the happy pair. What advice would you give to someone thinking of starting a similar project of their own? How do you keep evolving to remain a vi- viable business that remains true to your values? Are two questions, Michelle. I think asked. evolve or die. Uh, I think Michelle wants to set up a regenerative farm where not only is it about regenerating soil and biodiversity, it's regenerating humans true connection to the soil I think community is a bit like bacteria it's a bit like you just have to start and build it and then as it gets going it just starts to self self propel you know because it's a bit like any culture if you look at a mould in a box of oranges when the mould the mould just starts to spread contagiously and it's the same way same way uh, obesity is contagious and health is contagious and I think community is contagious too you just have to get it set around the right values and And, get enough people brought into and it starts with showing up I think it starts with showing up and consistently being there for a period of time until itself propels itself. I love that you used so many negative examples here. It's like yeah. mold. <laughs> well, well, well mold is where penicillin well, comes from. Uh, mold yeah. is where also, penicillin comes know, from. So there we go. We're we're made of a hundred trillion of our bacteria or microorganism or bacteria, fungi, yeast and archaea. So yeah. Like, well we know bacteria is yeah. good, but I suppose yeah. commonly it's always But been others like, don't, is that what you're well, saying? Uh, yeah, because we're we know it because we're better. Beings. And then the <laughs> second part of Michelle's one was um, evolve or die I think evolve answers. or die yeah I think it's just it's evolve or die and I think it's you want to stay relevant continuously so how have you evolved this year lads this year we started a four acre regenerative farm which is amazing to- totally awesome it really is cool and we launched our app which is our happy pair membership which is you know where we realise people need support over the long term to become healthier and happier and we need to build community digitally to connect people to encourage the healthy choice and we've released our app and it's all about happy pair membership and it's cool and even next Earlier in the middle of this one, we've a happy menopause course coming out, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Woohoo. With a senior consultant gynecologist. We do wow. indeed. Yeah. And a nutritionist. And a orthopedic surgeon. He does all the the bone stuff because bones are super important mm-hmm. during menopause as well as during life in general. Anyway. That was cool. Nice so question. this week's episode This week's is episode is with Clint Ober. It is honestly astonishing. It was the first episode where I've seen Shawnee after drop his headphones after and go. Oh my God. Like the, honestly, and we've done nearly a hundred of these and it's the, it's the best reaction I've seen out of Shawnee. It is like, and particularly towards the end, it just gets like, he breaks it down into such nuggets and it's, it could be uh, one so, of the best some, health discoveries. And Clint is 79, 79. And he's someone that's kind of cut through all the, 
the necessity to get into the weeds of things where he's just at the top level. This is what you do. Oh, there's Ralph. Poor Ralphie wants milk. So just in case you're hearing um, noise, that's Ralph, little Emperor Ralph or little baby um, Ralph. But anyway, Clint Ober, it's all about grounding and the simple effects of grounding, spending time barefoot on the ground. Or nowadays we live such urban lifestyles where we're, we, we really are so disconnected from the earth, which causes inflammation. Inflammation is the root of all diseases. And he gives simple examples of how to omit it. And for anyone listening who's kind of sceptical or cynical of it, that is normal. That is completely normal. Yeah, that is the most people's reaction going, grounding, that sounds some, like some but, hippie but, but, weird but, but stuff. What, what he says, if you have pain, just try it. Yeah. Experience it. And as, you know, this is, Millions of people have watched, I think 60 to 70 million people have watched his um, one of his earthing, one of his movies. earthing movies and his earthing mats or pads have sown millions of... Um, now that doesn't validate because lots of not... Anyway, we're going to stop rap, r- rattling on here. But uh, grounding, totally awesome. Check it out. You're in for a treat now. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you the wonderful Clint Ober. But I guess we may as well jump right into it and we kind of have to go straight in with... What is earthing and, and, and how did you get into it? Because your background is in TV, is and kind cable, of in, in cable, cable TV, and I think that was that was your gateway into discovering this because it's something that isn't widely talked about. But you're kind of you stumbled upon it just by chance. Well, uh, first of all, um, I uh, spent thirty years in the communications industry, you know, cable television. And in that industry, you have to ground everything to the earth or connect everything to the earth in order to maintain electrical stability of all of the equipment and to prevent electromagnetic interference, you know, from uh, uh, all the environmental electrical stuff that's out there, everything from lightning to uh, police cars to, you know, uh, just everything there's there's so much electrical noise in the environment so you have to shield everything and you have to um, ground it to you know prevent interference uh, to maintain electrical stability to make everything um you know work and, and in the old days remember you had snow in the pictures and lines going through it and uh, well you guys are too young for that maybe no i remember it i totally remember sure i even remember like well i shouldn't say how old well, yeah we're 42 but i remember when like say the tvs went from kind of black and white to color and i remember you know tuning it in and it was like you know you had to tune it in and there was various different frequencies and snow would regularly come on the tv so i can totally get it and, and when you refer to earth so like when i'm say i'm plug creating a plug to plug into an electrical device you'll have the live you'll have the neutral and then you have the earth and the earth naturally is kind of earthing it's in essence connecting that electrical device to the earth so that it has a more stable frequency is that it or stable output first of all the earth itself has a slight negative surface charge and what that means is that when you plug something into it and 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 it's connected to the earth like a computer or a refrigerator what happens is the the electrical surface charge of the earth comes up the ground wire and onto the chassis of the refrigerator or whatever so it's grounded so if you touch it um, it'll prevent you know an electrical shock or an electrical event um so it's, it's a real challenge to kind of get this across sometimes but but anyhow the earth is it's like the the easiest uh, thing to understand and understand that the earth is electrical is lightning 
Uh, if you've ever seen lightning, what that is, is there's a positive charge on the ground, negative charge on the earth. <clears throat> and once the positive charge builds up big enough, then it's going to, you know, break the uh, plasma and then electrons are going to flow from the earth to the cloud or vice versa. And um, <clears throat> and you see lightning. So <clears throat> but that's an uh, that's an electrical event to uh, reduce charge in the environment, in the atmosphere. And then afterwards, you know, you have a smell in the air, the ionization, and you have the, um, the calming and the cooling effect and uh, the electric. But again, the earth, that's how the earth maintains electrical stability. I mean, the earth, everything on the earth has to remain somewhat constant. And that's why we call it ground, I guess, electrical ground. <clears throat> but anyhow, it's, it's really to reduce and prevent um uh, you know, electric, you know, electrical event, you know, like a shock or anything like that, <clears throat> but also shielding to um, in the communications industry is probably as much the issue because you need to get rid of all of these sparks and the and the snow and all of the electrical noise that's in the pictures. Very good. It, it gives a context because most people, when you t talk about earthing or walking around barefoot, they go, oh, like they're skeptical they're, and like you it, it doesn't take a doctor it takes someone who's very curious and in pain really to unfold this and pain was was more the issue for me but, but anyhow I, you know i grew up on a, on a farm ranch and I, i've always uh, and you know so i so i was a cowboy and a cowboy a young man young boy sits on i'm 79 years old so <laughs> this you look great into the back into the 40s before television before anything and um but anyhow so i so i sat on a horse and then you would ride around the herd and you make sure the herd is healthy and if one of them is not acting right then you pull them out of the herd and put them in a holding pen and then you um ride the pasture and make sure there's no noxious weeds uh you make sure the water's okay you make sure there's not a dead animal upstream or something because something in that uh, these are my grand grandfather's way. Something in the environment, something in that pasture made those cows sick. So, if, and the concept behind all of it is, if you keep the pasture clean and pristine, then you the cows will be healthy, and then we can make you know buy groceries and and live. If not, we have to call the the um, vet and have them come out and call the banker at the same time, and then toss them the keys and say we're out of here because there's no way we're going to be able to buy groceries after the vet gets through. <laughs> so it's all about prevention. Yeah. So so I grew up um, with the, uh, under the aura of prevention. The only magazine we had in home was a little magazine, you know, that was called Prevention. Prevention magazine. I don't even know if it's around anymore. I think it is. Um, but anyhow, so so I've always had that bent of, you know, if something's wrong with an animal or a human or anybody else, well, what caused it? You know, rather than do I need an Advil or do I need whatever? Uh, what's causing this? And so it's just innate in me. So that's kind of the setup. And, um, and then I, I spent... Um, uh, you know, in, in my 20, early 20s, real early 20s, uh, I, I discovered cable television. And, uh, and I was in Montana. And first of all, television came in the 50s. And then in the 60s, uh, cable came along. And, and before cable, uh, we had, you know, one or two TV signals in a community. And it was always a right left, a right magazine, and a, I mean, a right newspaper and a right TV and a left you know, whatever political 
and nonsense and and um, uh, it was not nonsense, but it was political. And so, but there's always attitude. But anyhow, when cable came along, then all of a sudden we could put an antenna up on a mountain, pick up a signal in Helena, Montana, and then via microwave feed it down to, you know, uh, Billings, Montana, or to Great Falls or some other city. And so all of a sudden we had four TV stations. And what was interesting is the news was different more than anything. And, but anyhow, we had, I could see then that, if cable television were able to grow, then uh, and then we could have more TV. So eventually we had, we we had Casper, Wyoming. Then we had Denver, Colorado, and then eventually we had WTBS out of Atlanta. And and then we discovered that you could bounce TV off satellites and everything. So anyhow, to me, cable was magical because the world was all of a sudden it was bigger than Billings, Montana. Uh, it was, uh, I could see, you know, the, the Braves, a baseball game in, you know, in Atlanta, Georgia and so on. But anyhow, so, but most of all, I could see other people. We could see other people in other cities and they talked about different things than our news people did. And the world was bigger. And I, I just was magically pulled into, um, into the, into that industry. So, <clears throat> Um, but, uh, you know, the, in, in learning about the cable industry, uh, or as we were building it, um, we had to, we had lots of challenges and one of them was lightning. <laughs> if you have a antenna on a mountain or a line cable lines hanging off of a telephone pole going down the, going down the road, if there's any lightning in the air or wind creating static charge on the lines, then you're going to get all kinds of, uh, sparkles and noise, but if that lightning uh, travels down the line, it'll go into the house and blow up a TV set. Uh, we we learned that by experience. <laughs> so eventually, then we learned that everything had to be grounded uh, before you go into the house. You had to ground the electrical lines, the telephone lines, and the cable lines, and uh, to prevent fire. It was all about fire, and you want to remember that later in the show. But, but you know, so uh, it's all about prevention of you know electrical stability and prevent fire. That's what grounding's about. So, so anyhow, for thirty years, all I did was help develop the cable industry, and um, and 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 then when the computer industry began to develop in the eighties. Uh, or you know about the 80s that's when we did a lot of work with computers um, you know I looked at the computer and I I saw that as a tv set without a signal because all you could do is do checkbooks and play games and so anyhow I uh, I end up going around the world and getting all the wire services in the world uh, to um, uh, give us feeds you know everything from Xinhua from China to Kaido from Japan to TAS from Russia, um, Xinhua, I mean, all of them, even, I mean, all the European, everyone. So we had all, and what I loved about it, because now not only could we have pictures or television, but we could have news, we could write our own newspaper, because we brought all those wire services together, and then we put them, bounced them off the satellite into the, down the cable system, and then people could, um, <clears throat> Uh, uh, create their own newspaper with keyword search on the data stream. And I'm, I'm probably skipping over a little bit, but, but anyhow, the, the point was, um, yeah, everything uh, is, it was, 
I was just in love with this industry and uh, grounding was something we took for granted. We once we learned that everything had to be electrically grounded, then it was just a given. Uh, it's like breathing. You you ground everything in order to prevent fire and to and to protect the equipment and and maintain the electrical stability while people were watching. And and it became very important when the computers came along because they were more sensitive. And uh, so we had to. And go back and ground better and ground more. And and so ground is a very important thing in the communications industry, but it's second nature to me. So, and most people don't think about ground um, because you can't see it. You can't feel it. There's nothing. I mean, um, you can get a shock every once in a while, like static electricity. You'll be walking down there over a carpet or something and touch a doorknob and you'll get a big shock. That has to be about, you know, near 5,000 volts in order to get a shock that you can feel or see. And um, so, but, but that's really that's where it comes from. I mean, that's, did I explain it properly? Yeah, yeah, no, no that, that's, that's a good context. And really, you said something there, which is like, you said, um, we had to ground things to prevent fire. And that kind of leads you on to, that's like the kind of setup, because through all your hard work and all your commitment and accumulating possessions, you got very sick. You got very sick and your body was on fire in huge amounts of inflammation. And you reached a state in your own personal health journey where you were you were really, you weren't, you were in a huge amount of pain consistently on a lot of medication, not really sleeping. And that very, the, the kind of root of the word inflammation, inflame, made you think back to your grounding days. Is that right? Yeah, well, it's, it was back in about, I was 50, 50 at the time. Uh, and I retired from the cable industry, but I retired from my health event because I had gone to a dentist and had a root canal done, and about a month later, I ended up with a, a huge abscess in my liver, and it virtually destroyed the main lobe of my liver. And and they had to, when they figured it all out, it took them a while, but when they figured it all out, they said, you know, you've got enough, you're young enough to get a new liver, and you're not an alcoholic, <laughs> but you don't have time. So, I, you know, I went through this process of, um, you know, here I had this mountain of toys and, and houses and everything you can imagine. And then all of a sudden, uh, don't know if I'm going to live another week or two. <laughs> and But anyhow, after uh, they sent me home and put me on IVs and stuff and told me to go home and get my, get my, get my house in order. And I did, and it was quite shocking. But anyhow, a few days later, a young surgeon from Swedish Medical Center in Denver uh, called and said that they would like to do some experimental surgery. So I said, what have I got? I got nothing to lose, you know. And um, so I went through that and I survived. They, I mean, they had they cut out like five, six of the main lobe of my liver. And then I had to grow it back very slowly. But I didn't even, I mean, I didn't, but in six months, my liver grew back 100%. I had no idea that that an organ could do that, but the liver does do that. And so I was quite fortunate and I was at a time when they were just getting, learning what you could and couldn't do with the liver. And uh, so anyhow, I survived that. And then after, after I survived that, uh, I was laying in bed one morning and uh, lots of pain still. And uh, so I looked around the room and I had, yeah, I had been a huge collector of art, especially Western art. 
and um, in you know the, the the Western United States and Indian cowboy, all that stuff. And but anyhow, so I had a I, I had spent my whole life collecting all this stuff, and I had a I had a five thousand square foot a frame one bedroom home. <laughs> my God, five thousand square foot. Home with one bedroom. My God, that's big. That's a, like a museum. It was like a ski lodge. <laughs> but wow. anyhow, but anyhow, so I, I, um, when I, I woke up one morning and I looked around and I said, geez, you know, I almost died. And I spent my whole life collecting all these things. And nobody even knows what I, why I fell in love with these things or what they were about or the history or the people or anything. And so I ended up calling my children and um, I asked them to come and get whatever they would have taken had I not survived. And first of all, they thought I was nuts. But anyhow, um, so I, I did. I eventually gave most everything to my children that they wanted. The rest I gave away. I sold home. Uh, and I bought a small RV because I went through this epiphany where I didn't want to own anything because I knew I wasn't ever going to take anything with me. I mean, it was real. Just what a realization. That's like a transcendence almost. Yeah, it really was. And so when I, when I survived all of that, I got this small RV and I took off. I was in Denver, Colorado at the time. And I took off and uh, I gave the company to the employees. And I just, I didn't want to own anything. Um, and I just had this aversion to owning anything. So I, I packed up maybe two suitcases of clothing and personal effects and put them in the RV. And I took off and I started, I drove around the United States for four years. <clears throat> Spent most of that time in, in uh, national parks and um, and, and county parks and, and you know places that were just totally in nature so that's where I felt best when I went into the city I felt like a, an alien almost because here's everybody running around and doing whatever and just like I used to and 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 for what you know because in the end you don't you know your ego your everything that you thought you were doing it kind of all evaporates and goes away <laughs> and, and so you need to think twice about what you're spending your time doing and but anyhow so i i went back to my native roots um, um and you know the land and the and i could i just tuned more into nature and the more i spent time in the rv parks and so i mean or the uh, national parks I just was living in the in the beauty in the most beautiful parts of nature, and so it was kind of a uh, I don't know if I want to call it a spiritual experience, but it was a an experience where you know I became part of that, and I knew I've always known I was part of that. But but anyhow, so uh, as time went on, um, uh, and I recovered from that operation and everything, uh, I ended up. Um, one day down in Key Largo, Florida, which is down in the Keys. And um, I was standing out looking over the bay, the you know, to the sun, to a sunset over the bay. And I had this, and it was in the mangroves and the and you know, where it's kind of mostly water. <laughs> and um, so anyhow, I had this sensation come over me that I needed to uh, go back to work and do something, do something. 
And so I said to myself, you know, uh, this time I want to make my life about something. I want to do something worthwhile. I want to do something that uh, it's not about. So next time I die, so it's not about what anybody else in the world thinks of me or feels about me. It's I want to be happy with myself the next time I die because I I wasn't happy when I recognized that my life was about material things. I made my life about acquiring material things. So I didn't want to own anything, but I wanted to go and do something. And and it was like that night, the earth was kind of, it was like the earth was talking to me. This may sound a little nutty for a minute, but anyhow, I had this overwhelming sense come over me. And, and, um, um, the, uh, I, I wrote, I had a, this, these words came to me, you know, to become an opposite charge. Didn't know what that meant other than go out and stir people up, poke them, get them excited, charge them up like cows. And then a few, after that, I went in the RV and I sat down and I wrote down another little quote that says, the status quo is the enemy. I had not a clue what that meant, status quo. Um, so anyhow, then uh, a few weeks later, I had the urge. I decided I've got to go back uh, out west where I was from. And uh, so I spent some time uh, trying to find a place in the west where I felt comfortable. And I, and one night I was on my way. I was, I was going to go to Flagstaff, Arizona, because that was like Montana, pine trees and snow and cold, something I was familiar with. And so on my way up to Flagstaff that night, it was real late, and then I pulled into a little town called Sedona, Arizona. And I woke up in the morning, I looked outside, and there was red rocks, big, beautiful cliffs and pine trees, and it was just like living in a national park. And I said, I'm not leaving here because this feels good, and I stayed there for two years. And while I was there, is I didn't have anything to do. So I started, uh, I mean, because I loved art, and there's a lot of art galleries there. So I started getting to know the people who owned the art galleries. And I had an eye for lighting and everything. So I would eventually con them into, or talk them into letting me help them with their lighting so that the art would look better. And so it was, that was, so I spent two years. But during that process, I started to work with electrical again. Uh, lighting and so and did you still did did you still have pain at this stage were you still in pain like was that a a regular part of your day like were you on painkillers and whatnot well yeah I was I I remember I was probably 54 something like that and four years after I had the surgery but but I was a cowboy I'd skied most of my life I had played tennis uh just been a cowboy. People, you know, cowboys do some dumb things. They ride animals. I mean, they ride cows, steers, and they do rodeos. They just do anything to entertain themselves out there. Um, but anyhow, uh, yeah, I had lots of pain. And I remember one time when I was in Sedona, I walked outdoors and I looked up and I said, God, why did you make my body with so much pain in it? <laughs> because I was, I just had chronic pain. And and just prior to that, uh, I was doing some work on a gallery and I had to go order some parts. So I went in and typing some things on the computer and the computer kept glitching. It would and then it would crash. So you had to shut the computer down, pull it back up 
and start over. And then I recognized that it was static electricity uh, because of the time of the year and everything. And um, so I took a piece of metal duct tape and I laid it on top of my computer by the keyboard. And before I would, and then I connected it to the earth. It was a piece of metal duct tape. And so I connected it to the earth or to the electrical ground over there. And then I would touch that metal before I would touch my computer to get the static electricity off my body so I could not mess up or not cause the computer to glitch. And uh, you're in Ireland, I think, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So you, you don't have that static electricity like we do uh, in the Southwest Desert. Um, but it's wherever it's dry, there's a lot of static charge. So, so anyhow, I fixed that, and then I was able to order my stuff, and I went outdoors, sat on a bench, and up pulls this great big tour bus. I mean, uh, you know, it was coming up from Phoenix, and, and Sedona was a tourist town. So as everybody started to get off, they were all kind of short, uh, and they were from Japan. They were a Japanese tour group in um, in um, uh, and that's what that's all Sedona is is tour groups and so on. So anyhow, they got off the bus and you could kind of see them marching, and they had white Nike type tennis shoes on, and it looked odd because they were all white. For some reason, it looked like they'd been to a strip mall. They were on sale. Everybody bought a pair. <laughs> but I, I think they just wear a lot of white shoes over there. Anyhow, so, but I looked at it and I thought, I had an intuitive hit. I said, I wonder if there's a consequence to humans being no longer naturally grounded. Not very many people on the planet would ask that question. Unless you've been in the communications industry for 30 years, where you had to ground everything to it. So, and I, I mean, I knew that the ground was electrical and I, I didn't know anything about anything at that time. I just intuitively asked that question. So that night I went home uh, and I took a piece of metal duct tape, three inches wide, went to the hardware store and bought it and <clears throat> laid it across my bed. And I connected it to a wire and connected it to the earth below outdoors. <clears throat> and then I lay down on that, uh, on that metal or on my bed and and before then i had horrible pain i mean i couldn't go to sleep at night without taking some kind of meds or something advil was my main go-to and um, and then black coffee in the morning to loosen up and get going and um, so pain was part of my life um, but anyhow so that night when i laid that uh, copper across my bed and laid on it and I took a meter and tested it to make sure so I could see I was at earth potential meaning zero charge no ground I mean grounded and and and, and when you're grounded it pushes away all that electrical noise from you from your body because your body is an antenna when you're not grounded it attracts static everything that's in the environment well when you're grounded it's so, so just just even clint even just interrupt there so really so just basic um what is it called basic physics so well we didn't really study physics in school so the earth has a negative charge is that right? Earth is a negative charge, and being grounded means that you've got a you are connected to that negative charge. Like the Earth is like a battery almost with a negative charge. Yeah, the Earth is a battery powered by the sun, and when you stand barefoot on the Earth, then your body equalizes with the Earth, becomes 
part of the earth electrically, the same as the earth. And so your body is negative, meaning you have excess free electrons in your body to reduce charge, to reduce. Okay. So the excess free electrons are to harness that. Yeah. The technical thing is, is hard to actually grab onto, but sorry, sorry. You, you were, you were saying that you, you'd set up your bed and you'd put your, your metal duct tape down and you'd taken your Advils or whatever. Yeah. So anyhow, that night when I, it was getting late and I, um, had put that tape across the, across the sheet and um, fortunately, I didn't have a wife anybody to complain at. <laughs> but anyhow, I really messed up those sheets. But anyhow, I <clears throat> connected the metal to a wire that was thrown out the window, connected it to a ground rod because I wanted to know. Uh, and I measured all this electrical noise in my environment. I thought, wow, this, I don't think anybody knows this stuff's here. But as soon as you get grounded, it's, it disappears. So <clears throat> anyhow, I, uh, I laid down and I was playing with the meter. And then the next thing I knew, it was morning. Normally, I had to leave the TV on half the night and, and just to distract myself and whatever. But anyhow, I fell asleep rather quickly. I woke up in the morning and the meter is down on my side and I looked and I woke up and I said, wow, there's something going on here because normally I don't sleep. And uh, that's why I got up, played with it a little bit and, and uh, rigged up my ground a little bit better. Then I slept a couple more nights that way. And so every night I started sleeping and I thought, wow, that was just really amazing. And then I had a couple of friends uh, in Sedona that I met and uh, I told him, I said, you guys need to try this because they had the same issues. Nobody can sleep. Everybody's got pain. And um, so I said, hey, you need to try this. So I rigged them up with the duct tape and everything. And sure enough, uh, they started sleeping better. But one of the guys had severe arthritis, flaring arthritis in his wrists. And he came over and he said, do you think this could have anything to do with my arthritis? I said, I don't think so. And then all of a sudden I recognized that my pain had almost totally gone. My back pain, my joint pain and all of that, because I was like 50, you know, in my early 50s. And um, so all that arthritis stuff started talking to you, but it all disappeared. And I thought to myself, wow, how come, how come I never knew about this? How come nobody knows about this? And so I kept playing with it. And I would, and back then the internet was not much of anything. It was back in the nineties. And, and so you go on the internet and um, you couldn't find anything on AL, AOL or any of those things. So I would go to Nexus Lexus, which is a retrieval database where you can do keyword search on a database and pull up articles and papers and so on. But I couldn't really find anything. So I ended up going down University of Arizona uh, down in Tucson um, and talking to some people there to try to find out what is the cause of pain. Because when you're grounded, the pain goes away. And I wanted to learn about pain. And but you go into the medical libraries and you look up, you know, arthritis or cause of MS, cause of anything. And 100% says cause unknown. And here you got these big institutions, all these medical people, everything in the world is about medicine, and they don't know the cause of pain. And that was what dumbfounded me more than anything. And still to this day, if you go look up the cause of, of, um, you know, arthritis or whatever, they, 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 it's actually listed as cause unknown. What they have is treatments 
palliative care to help you cope with it, but they don't really have solutions to prevent it. But anyhow, I mean, that's all changing. But this was 20 years ago. And back then, or more than 20 years, but back then, the word inflammation was not in the in the English language. They, they, nobody today, all you hear about is inflammation. Inflammation is the cause of all health disorders, you know, chronic health disorders, degenerative health disorders. But back then, nobody nobody had heard of the word inflammation. So it was 204 that uh, we'd been doing about four or five years of research at that time and done a couple of studies. And we, what we learned is no matter what you do to the body, if it has pain, if you ground the body to the earth, the pain will resolve, it goes away. And, but we didn't know why. And we talked to the medical community, scientists, they said, well, you got to tell us, you got to explain it. Tell us why, what's the mechanism of action? Well, I didn't know, nobody knew, except that in the 204, uh, Ritker and the boys back at Boston, Mass., they came out with this article or this, they were on the cover of Time magazine. And they said, you don't have cancer, you don't have indigestion, you don't have any of these chronic health disorders, cardiovasculars. What you have is chronic inflammation. And it manifests differently in different people based on their genetics, and based on their living environment and their lifestyle. So some people, if they smoke or this or that, they're going to manifest maybe lung cancer. Other people, if they eat really bad, then they're going to end up with cardiovascular issues and so on and so on. And um, so anyhow, um, uh, so but once we recognized what they were doing, then we realized that um, pain and all of these health disorders, that we recognized that if if inflammation is the cause, because that was the first time inflammation really was, came out. If inflammation is the cause of all these health disorders, then we know the cause of inflammation. It's no longer being naturally grounded to the earth. Because as we started doing studies, we could take anybody, no matter what was wrong with them. And if they had chronic pain or you know, just health disorder that the the grounding within you know 15, 20 minutes, the pain was resolved. Somebody with MS. You know, they could have, you know, terrible, you know, the myelin sheath had been eaten up by the neutrophils and so on. And they, and they lost, but it ground them for 15 minutes and all of a sudden the pain stops. The healing may take a long time to recover, but as long as you get grounded and stay grounded, then, um, uh, but, but that's where we ran into trouble. We needed to explain how grounding reduced inflammation. And having an electrical background, I says, well, it's very simple. It took a while to figure this out. But when the body is standing on the earth, it's like a refrigerator, computer, or any other electrical device that's grounded. Then the earth's negative charge comes up the wire throughout the electrical system and then floods the device, the electrical device and it becomes negatively charged like the earth. That way there's no electrical imbalance and there can't be a shock, there can't be a fire. Because fire is when there's uh, a difference in electrical potential between the earth and the body. <clears throat> but you know, the human body is the most electrical thing in the environment. Every single cell in the body operates electrically. I mean, it's uh, that's hard to believe, but uh, cells use electrical pulses to <clears throat> Uh, uh, you know, 
polarize and depolarize, and that's how they bring uh, nutrition in and out of the cells. So, and then inside the cell, there's <clears throat> they measured you know some of the electrical potentials that go on inside the cell and, and they're up in the thousands of volts they have to be in order to break uh cellular bonds or to break uh, you know and so on but it's the body is so complicated so sophisticated and we take it for granted because it's about how we feel <laughs> you know it's but what's going on inside the body is just unbelievable but anyhow it's all electrical every organ the brain muscles everything is electrical first chemical second and you know from food, the food is the you know, part of the driver. And uh, <clears throat> so, so anyhow, it's <clears throat> eventually we figured out that when you ground the body, what happens is if you have pain or inflammation or anything in the body, basically what it is, it's neutrophils. Uh, you have a pathogen and a neutrophil will come along or the immune system sends a neutrophil over and the neutrophil is kind of a jelly cell. What's a neutro oh, neutro neutrophil is a jelly cell. Sorry, I was just about to ask it. You were getting to it. Sorry, Clint. Yeah, it's kind of a jelly type cell. And what it does is swims over and it wraps itself around the pathogen or the, um, you know, the damaged cell or whatever's going on that needs to be removed. And then it releases what we call reactive oxygen species the word reactive means it's electrically charged and so as soon as i heard that term reactive then i knew that okay we're, de we're dealing here with a with a extreme charge so what it does is when it releases the re those little reactive molecules they rip they attach and rip the electrons from the pathogen or the damaged cell and that's how the immune system destroys these bacteria and, and things and that's all normal and it's called the you know the uh, you know the inflammatory burst or the oxidative burst and but anyhow so the, what we figured out was is when the body is grounded it's flooded with free electrons and it's negative but you can't have fire in a negatively charged object you can't have inflammation in a ground something that's grounded to the earth because it's negative there's free electrons there that prevent that from happening that's that that, that that's amazing i wonder like because we know it from food that like when you when you are when you're suffer stress like oxidative stress or whatnot your body creates free radicals which is a positively charged electron is that right a spare electron and then when you eat f certain foods that are antioxidants supposedly suppresses these oxidants and it's beneficial so what you found with grounding is that when you stand on the ground which is earth's massive battery which is negatively charged we absorb the negatively charged instantaneously we absorb tons of electrons which kind of balances these free radicals is that kind of what happens well yeah it's there's a lot more to it than than we can talk about today but but basically food is nutrition you know and the body you know you consume food for for nutrition um, and that's important. That's a story all by itself. Most people don't eat nutrition. They eat what tastes good, you know, or whatever. But anyhow, so what you're consuming is nutrition, but energy. You're consuming energy. You're eating electrons. Okay. And they go through the body and, you know, the ATP and all the processes that go on the body. So that's one source. But what, what grounding does is it does maintain the earth the body at earth potential a negative charge so and so 
the number one thing they have is, first of all, is your blood. As soon as you ground into the earth, then the negative charge of the earth, uh, the, the little red blood cells, you know, when once you ground the body, then you ground all the, the, elect, the blood cells that have an electrical surface charge. And, and, you know, they circulate in the body once a minute. And so as you stand on the earth and your red blood cells increase the negative surface charge by almost 300%. Okay, so, um, and so what that is, that's ground, meaning that's the base, you know, when you're connected to the earth. So um, the red blood cells become negative charge and they circulate throughout the body and they donate electrons where they need it and uh, clean up. You know, as soon as the blood gets, as soon as the body's grounded, the blood normalizes its viscosity, its thickness. Then it can get in and out of the capillaries and oxygenate the tissue and, and again, prevent inflammation or anything like that. And um, so, um, so, yeah, so the, but when you, it's like the, there was, a, you know, back in the early days, they were talking about blueberries. You have to eat blueberries because they're uh, high. Um, Antioxidants. Yes. And, and they are important, but you need, but there's other things that go on. See, everything in the body is energy. I mean, um, it's, you know, E, energy, electrons, and it's the movement of electrons. And so you have to, you, you need electrical stability. You don't want any charge in the body other than the charges the body itself creates in order to process energy or food. You know, it's like protons and electrons. That, I mean, you take them apart and then that pull, it brings them back together. That's what creates energy, <laughs> you know. And so it's, it's kind of really complicated to explain it all, but uh, it's just really simple in nature. You know, we spend you know, however much time, uh, and we were, our bodies evolved in, in with a negative charge. All life on the planet was connected to the earth and, and the bodies are, human bodies are conductive, now, plants are conductive, water, fish, everything is conductive. So everything had a negative charge, meaning no charge. So the nature didn't have to worry about the body being burnt up with inflammation or oxidation because it didn't, it doesn't occur in nature. It's like the animals who live in the wild. Um, there's no such thing as cancer. The only time there's cancer in the wild is when humans contaminate the environment or do something. But animals who live indoors with their owners, 50% of them die from cancer, just like their owners. So that's evidence that this is an, an environmental thing. So what happened in the environment is different between the outdoor animal and the indoor animal. Well, it's carpets, shoes, and insulation being insulated from the earth. And, and so, so, losing, so, so. losing our ground. Uh, so, so just so I understand it, so pain, so the root of all pain is inflammation and inflammation kind of manifests within the body in such as arthritis or heart disease or MS or all these type of things. Those, those are inflammation, Disease. so that's pain. And what you discovered, and really that is 
you know, our body moves out of alignment with the earth, the earth being the big battery with negative, a negative charge. Our body takes on a slightly different charge and there's lots of free radicals in the body. And any, when, you, when we ground ourselves, it, we almost like plug ourselves into the earth's battery, as in we almost like, like you're recharging a battery and we immediately absorb all these electrons, which makes our blood viscosity a lot lower. So then it can flow a lot better. And when our blood is healthy, then probably other aspects of inflammation reduce is that kind of total to some level i need to explain the neutral just a little bit further so what happens is you have a pathogen the immune system sends over a neutrophil and neutrophil wraps itself around the pathogen and releases this oxidative molecules these um, reactive oxygen molecules and they're electrically charged and they're powerful and so they can rip electrons and, and destroy a pathogen or a virus or anything. okay so now that's all fine and that's normal but if you don't have enough free electrons in your body to reduce any remaining radicals any left any leftover anything left over after the oxidative burst because uh, electrons are fast i mean um react i mean these reactive molecules they're electrically charged they're going on they're only going to be electrically charged for nanoseconds but they're going to reach out and grab something in order to stabilize themselves in order to neutralize that charge so what they do if there's an excess radical left over after the initial oxidative burst after the initial neutrophil attack, then the radicals will go over and steal an electron from a healthy cell, damage it, and then another immune system sends another neutrophil. And so then you have more collateral. So it's a chain reaction of collateral damage. And eventually you have a fire and it's like burning a log. I mean, the body is being oxidized, uh, oxidative stress, inflammation. Inflame is the term inflame means the body's on fire. A bit like you're... A bit like your electrical cables, which you first found through cable TV. If a cable wasn't grounded, it could make a TV go on fire. So very much the same type of thinking. Yeah, yes. So, yeah, when you, and that's kind of the, that 40 year background, 30 year background in the communication industry, it was just common sense to me. It was just fire and electrical and ungrounded and all these things and somehow or another it came through me and i was able to paste this together and then clint when, when you kind of had this realization like how did the medical community or how did kind of more the establishment or the status quo as you said earlier how did they react to this realization that you had that was having a great benefit to your health and reducing your pain and to your friends like what was it where you kind of met with this kind of skepticism and almost kind of ridiculed for or you met with open arms going oh my god clint you've solved inflammation you've solved health disease we all just need to walk around barefoot and then we will be saved and we will be pain-free well that's kind of what i expected in my naive mind when, when we were moving forward with this and um you know i've always looked up to docs and you know these guys you know they saved my life i wouldn't be here if it weren't for docs and um anyhow so i Kind of once I, well, when I in the early days when I was trying to figure this all out, I went down to UCLA uh, and uh, tried to get some, um, get them to help do studies or whatever and kind of figure this out. Uh, they wanted nothing to do with it. They said, you know, you expect us to believe that somebody's going to put a nail in the ground 
tie a wire around it and then tie it around somebody's toe, toe they're going to sleep better. And I said, yeah, it's true. And they said, get out of here. You're nuts. <laughs> and, and, and but anyhow so it went on from there but they sparked me into how to do studies and so that kind of stuff um so um and now you've got something like 21 studies validating that this actually does work that it's it's scientifically proven it's not it's not some hippie yeah we have probably up to 30 by now i think and and we've written the you know the earthing book has probably got a million copies out now and then the the movies they've been well received one of them went viral and hit around 60 70 million views and so people kind of gravitate to it and there's some some there's something rings true and grounding to especially women um men are different they're they think more like uh, you know they're not as nature oriented as women. women are know they're connected to the earth men don't the earth is, uh, you see a stand of trees, so I get a bulldozer in here, clean them out, and let's put out the parking lot and put in a strip mill or something, you know. But, but women are more, they're just different um, <clears throat> when they think about this. But, but anyhow, so I'll tell you a couple of stories. I mean, simple ones is <clears throat> about docks. Uh, in the early days, we started grounding the Tour de France. And um, the writers of the Tour de France and the U.S. Postal Team and Team Discovery. And we grounded them for many years. It's like seven, eight years. And um, a lot of it, but a lot of docs found out about grounding via that. And what, and what do you mean by grounding athletes? Is that in terms of like filming TV shows or is that grounding them themselves to improve their performance? You're grounding them. I mean, so what happened was, you know, the, the Tour de France for instance, that's probably the roughest sporting event there is. They're riding 100 miles a day, you know, for 20, 30, 20 some days. And, um, you know, and so anyhow, it, it's really just brutal. So anyhow, what we did is uh, when the race started the night before, we would go to each hotel that they were staying at, the riders, the team that we were with, where they were staying and we would put um, grounded bed pads, conductive, you know, bed pads, carbon bed pads on their mattresses and then have, and then connect those to the earth. And we would have them sleep on at night. So that would reduce the inflammation in their body and prevent, you know, the normal stuff that happens when you're ungrounded. And so they ended up, um, becoming, um, you know, they, they all the riders finished the race, which was unheard of for a team. And it just went on and on. But anyhow, the doctors heard about grounding via that. And so a lot of them started ordering grounding stuff themselves. And we would send it to them, and especially the recovery bags that we used at the Tour de France. And anyhow, there was a group of uh, uh, cardiologists in Southern California and I'll use them as the example because they're all the same. And um, so anyhow, they kept ordering product. And one day, uh, one of them called and I said, well, I'm going to be driving by your area tomorrow. I'll, I'll drop them off. I'd like to meet you. And they ordered a lot of stuff here over the years. And I, so I went in and gave him his recovery bags that we were using in the Tour de France. And um, I asked him, I said, well, what do you do with these? And he said, oh, we use them for the docs here so we can stay off the hypertension meds. 
<laughs> and I said, well, why don't you give them to your patients? And so he says, oh, we could never do that. He said, <clears throat> he put his hand on my shoulder and he pointed at the door and he says, he says, son, every time somebody walks through that door, they're worth five to $10,000 to us just in doing tests just to do tests so we can figure out what's wrong with them. And he says, man, if I don't put them on script immediately, they're going to go to somebody else. So I got to get them on script right away. And, and the conversation went on. And then he said, you know, <clears throat> look around you. Look at these offices. There's four docs here and a handful of staff. And we have to make payroll every 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 whatever payroll is made and so we have a lot of overhead here we have to pay the rent on the building the utilities so we have a lot of costs here and he said we all went to school for 10 12 15 years in order to get our uh, license and be here to be cardiologists and so on and he said not only that we're all married to women who are married to doctors who want to live like they're married to a doctor and, and so it goes on and on. But he says, the bottom line, he says, I can't tell anybody to go home, take their shoes off and get well for free, because then what would we do for a living? <laughs> and sad. so that kind of is, it's, it's sad, but it's, it's, but it's the way it is. And it's not that it's bad or anything. What it is, is we created this environment in 1960. 90% uh, of the visits to a doctor or a practitioner were for infectious disease, acute injury, and childbirth. And that's it, you know. And today, 99% of all visits to a general practitioner or to a doc are for an inflammation-related health disorder. The body's on fire, inflammation, the immune system is compromised because of the inflammation and it can't, it's busy trying to put the fire out rather than taking care of the body like it normally would. And so everybody's bodies are stressed, chronically stressed. People don't get grounded. Most people don't get grounded ever. Um, you know, you, I put on these seminars and stuff and there's women out there, the last time they touched the earth was 30 years ago. And, and they have all of these chronic health disorders. So, so anyhow, even 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 the bit that I find fascinating, Clint, is like I'll often use the word to ground an idea, like to land an idea. Like an idea typically comes in the form of a thought, or it'll come in some form of a feeling. But to bring it into reality is to ground it. You have to be grounded, or like we'll often use the word, someone is grounded when they're very practical, when they can, you know, work with their hands to create something. And it's quite ironic in that that's in essence, the very thing that you're, you've spent the last 20 years at least working on is how to ground ourselves. So and how to... To avoid pain. Yeah. To avoid pain and to heal ourselves. And I wonder, like 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 the bit which dents just practical things, like if I wear runners, like so say most people are going around in sneakers, you know, they're going around in, in sneakers or runners, or we shoes, call them over here or, in Ireland, or, or shoes, shoes that have some rubber sole. Like I imagine that works as, like that isn't conductive, like rubber is not conductive. So we are immediately, as soon as we wear shoes, we are not grounded. And our houses are not grounded typically because... The yeah, cement are full of concrete. Is cement deemed negative ion? Is cement? Cement isn't or grounded, concrete. I'm guessing, or concrete or tarmacadam or any of these. Concrete is like earth. If it's laying on earth, it's, it's mineral. It's, it's earth. Concrete is just like dirt. Um, yeah, it's um, grass, water, you know, anything out there except for wood is not conductive unless it's wet. 
you know, after a rainstorm, it'll be conductive. Um, but, you know, we need to go back to 1960 for a minute. In 1960, that's when we invented plastics. First time we had plastic, first thing that happened, we put them on the soles of our shoes. And then we created all those ugly green shag carpets, things like that. Um, but anyhow, so it was 1960 that we started, that we lost our ground because we started wearing plastic or synthetic sole shoes. And then autoimmune disease took off like a rocket like this, still going up today. And what we did is we grounded people with inflammation and, and show and illustrated that you can't have inflammation in a grounded body. And if you can't have inflammation, you can't have these health disorders. You have to live an ungrounded life in order to have these unnatural health disorders. Health is the body's most natural state. That's what the immune system's all about. It, it, it only knows one. It's like the animals in the wild. Go look at the animals. I mean, they age and, and whatever, and they're only last long, but still it's the quality of their life. The animals in the in the wild are healthy. They're, they're not suffering with cardiovascular disease, MS, autism, lupus, all these things, all these nutty things. Uh, these are all man-made health disorders because of shoes. It's, it's shoeitis. Wow. So, so, so in essence, like grounding is straightforward. It's, it's simply us connecting with the earth and that's our skin touching the earth in some various forms. So it's like I could have my hands in the soil through gardening. I could be walking barefoot. I could sleep on, you now have various different sheets that you can put into your bed where you plug it into a socket, connect with the earth frequency within the home. So at least for 10 or 11 hours, you are actually grounded. And, it, and and even down to specifics, like, so say if I live in a house and it's got concrete floors that are, you know, is that me being grounded if I walk around barefoot? Because you said wood isn't conductive. Is that technically being grounded if I walk around barefoot on concrete floors? Yeah, yeah if it's a slab floor, floor on the earth, yeah, it's grounded. But if there's, if there's some kind of plastic lino or plastic, you know, um, you know, click and clack wood flooring, I'm not grounded. You're not grounded, no. Okay, well, most homes, most homes certainly in Ireland will have wooden floors, they'll have carpet floors, they'll have clicky-clacky, which is, you know, those um, artificial wooden floors that'll have wooden floors, so yeah. So homes are typically not grounded. Wow, this... This is fascinating, Clint. Like, why do you... Like, you've been in this 20 years and you've met every form of scepticism. Like, is it largely because you are going against the status quo, that you are kind of re redefining health with a simple answer? Because it's something that we found that, you know, in terms of cardiovascular disease a number of years ago, it was the leading cause of premature death in Western civilization. And typically in nine out of 10 cases, there's research showing that if you eat a healthy whole food plant-based diet, that's typically low in fat, you can reverse it in most cases. Yet most people don't want to hear that. And if you found in your case that most people resist this because it's so simple and people can't make money out of simple things. Well, yeah, this is this true. Um, it's like, you know, health is the most natural. Health is the body's most natural state. You know, all these millions of years of evolution that got us all here and every other living thing on the planet. Um, health, if we, if we didn't have, if we had inflammation, none of us would be here because uh, you have to, I mean, it just couldn't, couldn't work that way. Um, but, but anyhow, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 
Health is the body. Health is natural. Health is the body's most natural state. If you do not have health, then you are doing something that is interfering with your immune system's ability to maintain to maintain health. Because that's what it does all day long. You can go break an arm. You can do anything, and the body will return to normal. You can grow into the liver and the liver. Yeah. So, but if you are short of electrons, nobody knew this until recently, um, then your electron, then your body catches on fire like a cable system. If it doesn't, if you don't ground the drop going into the house, uh, lightning hits, you can have a fire and blow up the TV set, burn down the house, uh, which we've seen. (laughs) And, And so now we're burning down the house, our bodies, because we've lost ground. And, you know, food is an essential part of all of this. But it's like, for instance, you know, they have all these new drugs every day. There's a new drug. And so what they're telling you is, okay, you can go eat. You can just keep eating the way you're eating. You can just keep doing everything you're doing. All you have to do is take this, take this pill and you'll be okay. And people buy into that because it's simple. I just go to the doc and the doc gives me something, fixes me up. Back in the 1970s, I remember on TV, uh, people coming along and saying, you know, you, uh, by the time you're old, you don't need to worry about prevention or taking care of yourself because by the time you're old, we'll have a pill for every ill. I remember that mantra and they do. Today we have a pill for every ill. And our whole lives are built around medical establishment, medical things, and 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 it's it's just, it's absurd. It's like you know, health is natural. Health is the body's most natural state, and and we are causing this problem. But the problem is because of television, and this is this is my penance for uh, uh, grounding is for being involved in television because when television came along. All of a sudden, we learned very simply, big corporate America learned, or corporate companies learned that all we have to do is show a consumer the ad seven times. And then after that, we own their soul. They own, we own Tide or we own General Mills or whatever. But once you see something on TV, then for some reason, your body psychologically latches onto it. And then you start eating sugar cereal or you start doing this or you start doing that. And then you adapt to it. And then health is not an equation because you're 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 mimicking people that you see on TV. You're doing what you're smoking cigarettes in, in 19. 60 because doctors smoke cigarettes you smoke lucky strike or you smoke camel or but it's television has been i think it's a double-edged sword it's been great because we get to see the world it's a bigger world and better world all that kind of stuff but it's also um, uh, the most negative thing because uh, the power that the visual power that tv has on um our ability to understand I totally the world. agree. I totally agree. And I wonder is grounding is grounding does it is it only through your feet or is it through any body part? Like if I was to do a handstand, say for example, and be upside down on the ground, would it still conduct through my hands or, or if, if I was my to back? sleep if I was to sleep on the ground and my, my um head was touching the earth? Uh, yeah, yeah, if you're grounded, you're grounded. I mean, you know, <clears throat> more is better, uh, of course. Um, <clears throat> but you're, as long as your bare skin is touching the earth, then you're going to slowly equalize with the earth. And that's going to reduce any inflammation in your body in probably 15 minutes at the outside. And then your breathing starts improving everything and returns to normal. Because because when you're when you have inflammation in your body, all of a sudden your immune system stops doing what it's supposed to be doing. And it has to go to work trying to put out the fire that it itself is creating because the body's now ungrounded. 
Amazing. It, and it, it's, and such, just, it's such like, a great what? reminder because nowadays we live in such a disconnected world. We're so removed from nature. Typically in the Western civilization, 70% of us live in urban environments, which are artificial environments. And it's no wonder that there's so much inflammation, um, you know, that we're struggling with because we're so disconnected from the natural world. And what can we do? Like, because obviously we can walk outdoors onto the grass or go to the park and take our shoes off. But for some people, they might go, well, that I'm just going to be cool weird because I'll feel weird walking around barefoot I'm not a hippie you know like and maybe some people have a back garden and they can go out and feel comfortable standing on the grass but like I know you've come across all these resistance and you've come up with solutions that we can make ourselves grounded even in the current urban you know comfort comfort uh, environment we live in nowadays yeah what we did when we were doing our research um, all the subjects and the researchers they all wanted the we had to make these ground planes or pads or mats or patches that <clears throat> so we could ground the body to the earth so we could monitor and measure the effects of grounding. But as a result, because especially the MS ladies in the early on, as soon as you ground them within 15, 30 minutes, they, they you know, the pain comes down and, they, and all of a sudden they, they feel better and they come back to life. And so everybody wanted these products uh, that we were using to uh, to run our tests with, they wanted to be able to take them home. And then they would come back and say, want them for their relatives and so on. So as time went on, we recognized that, well, we've learned something and we have to provide solutions. And there really weren't any solutions in the commercial markets or anything. So we ended up making bed pads, conductive bed pads out of carbon material and so you would lay it on your bed like a mattress pad and then you connect it to a wire connected to the ground outlet which is connected to the earth so earth's energy would come up the wire up to ground whatever flood the and the, the the ground mat and then when you lay down on it then your body absorbs those electrons and equalizes with the earth so we, we recognized early on that the best thing we can do because people it's hard to get people to comply with anything you know to do anything other than what they normally do so so what we did uh we said to ourselves what's the best thing we can give them and we said well obviously it's the bed pad because they can put it on their bed one time plug it in and put the sheet over the top of it then they can come over and every night they don't have to do anything just go to bed and do what they normally do and and so th that's why we ended up with the mattress and, pads and what's in that is that like it sits on top of your mattress and is it just like a sheet what is the material in it it's gr it's carbon carbon yeah it's just uh, it's the carbon material is uh, the carbon is the conductive because carbon like spark plug wires all those kind of things are carbon electrical wires and so on um so anyhow carbon is a is a natural conductor and it's non-toxic uh your body is mostly made of carbon and uh so so anyhow um yeah it was the carbon is just a thin uh material that is coated on a fabric and then the, so that becomes a it's kind of like um you know uh, how do how do i say like faux leather or something is kind of a you know like a, if you have a couch or a chair that's got leatherette on it it's kind of the same feel and look um uh, except it's very thin and so basically it's just a a, a, a ground plane a large conductive 
piece of earth. I mean, it's like, you know, if they're the size of a queen bed or whatever, then it's like having a patch of dirt the size of a queen mattress in your home. So when you lay down, you're laying on the earth. Pretty amazing. incredible. And, like, and, it, um, like I find this And I'm thinking in terms of athletes because like they say, the holy grade of athletic performance is being able to recover quicker. And what happens if you're a serious athlete, you're pushing your body till its limits. It's, it creates a lot of inflation, inflame, inflammation to heal itself. And I'm imagining, and like, you know, you hear a lot of athletes, they'll have cold and hot therapy. They'll go into cold pools and they'll go into hot because it reduces inflammation. But I guess the very nature of like going into water probably is water the same as grounding because water is probably negative, you know, ions. conductive and negatively charged as well. Well, it depends on where the water's coming from. If it's sitting in a, in a plastic hot tub or something, it probably it would be uh, it would hold the charge for a while, but it's not really grounded to the earth. Um, but if you know, it's like Wim Hof and a lot of the guys and said. You know, a lot of the stuff they do, they're, you know, cold and you're jumping into cold water while well, they're in a lake, they're on, on the earth there, you know. Uh, um, you're in the sea. Yeah, the, the devil's in the details. You have you do have to be connected to the earth or have a path to the earth in order to maintain your 100% natural state. But any kind of grounding is good. For any percentage of the day, like whether it's 24 and, and hours or I, three wonder, hours. Or... Like in terms of, can you give some examples for people listening? They might go, wow, this is incredible. Oh my God, why didn't I find this out? And you said initially one of the, the cases where you were finding the best results was people who were suffering from MS and kind or of arthritis. places or arthritis where they had extreme pain. Can you just talk us some examples around that? Because it really, hearing this, it kind of gives me at least, if I know anyone with MS, I'm like, wow, it gives great hope. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, first answer the first question, you know, how much grounding do you need? If you have any pain whatsoever in your body, any pain whatsoever, it's your body telling you, I mean, it's, you can't have pain unless you have inflammation. Pain is a byproduct of inflammation. So if you have pain, your body is inflamed, it's on fire. You have oxidation, your, your body's being oxidized like, uh, you know, fire burning a log. Okay, <clears throat> and it's doing damage. And the pain is a message to your brain, get me out of here because my body's on fire. You know, get me back into normal. So, <clears throat> so um, the, the amount of time that you need to be grounded, no matter who you are, if you have pain in your body, you need to get grounded. Okay. And stay grounded until the pain goes away. And once the pain goes away, then your body's flooded with free electrons. The fire's been put out and it's healed up a little bit, whatever. Then you can go until the pain comes up and then you got to get grounded again. Uh, and when you get older, you got lots of pain, chronic pain. So you need to get in bed and stay there long enough to get grounded and, and for your body to recover because recovery is everything. If you do not recover, then you, you, you know, it impacts your ability to, to, uh, to do anything, especially at athletic uh, events and so on. But, but uh, that's how we got involved with the Tour de France. It was about recovery. And that's why it was so beneficial to those guys um, because they could go to bed at night. And I, I remember some of those guys, they should never have been able to finish those races. But when the, when the body is injured and it gets, gets grounded, then you don't have that oxidative stress. You don't have that Vicodin pain. 
you know, that hot burning pain, it doesn't exist. You'll have a subtle pain. I mean, leave me alone, let me heal, like a dog laying under the porch, you know, that's been wounded or something. Um, but you don't have that screaming human burning pain, you know, where you got to have a Vicodin uh, and so on. <clears throat> so, um, but that's because the, the, the neutrophils, if you, when you ground the body, then the body's flooded with free electrons, so it reduces. The neutrophils are doing their thing. They're getting rid of the damaged cell, and that's the end of it, and, and, and so on. But if you don't have enough electrons, then those excess radicals will go and damage more tissues, and that's what creates that hot-burning pain. Jeez, you're good with the technical. You really are good with the technical, like you really know the layers of this. And, and that's why you can and make really, something so complex. I think complex. the takeaways, you know, is that the science, you've been putting it to the test for 20 or 30 years. And for anyone who's listening who's in pain, it'll cost you nothing to take your shoes off and go stand in the grass go for 15 it minutes and, and see it. if it reduces your pain. And I'm even thinking of our mom because our mom has fibromyalgia, I think. Polymyalgia. Polymyalgia. And I'm just thinking that, wow, it'd be so interesting to and see. And now she's back swimming in the sea every day. And to swim in the sea, your feet are on the sand, you're swimming in water, you're connecting with nature, you're grounding or earthing yourself. So it in itself has a pain reducing activity or period. But, but keep in mind, you know, it's like the animals who live in the wild. They don't have any of these autoimmune diseases. They don't have cancer. They don't have cardiovascular disease. They don't have, you know, MS, lupus, any of these things. <clears throat> they don't have autism. Autism is inflammation-related health disorder, oxidation of the brain. Um, <clears throat> so all of these things, and uh, <clears throat> but you, you have to put it in perspective. You know, we stepped out of nature. We disconnected from the earth. We are the earth up walking around. We eat food. Then we eat the earth. We are, you know, it's all, we're all part of this thing. And when we isolate ourselves from it, it's like not eating good food. What happens when you start eating dead food? You know, and the immune everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Well, it's the same thing. So we've we destroyed we we disrupted our immune system. The elect the the electrical surface charge of the earth maintains the body electrically neutral, so you don't have so the body doesn't have to worry about fire, doesn't have to worry about inflammation. <clears throat> but it the body didn't know that we were going to go build houses and insulate the body from the earth. Because we slept in caves and, and, and went barefoot and used our hands and whatever. We're eons of time. And that's how the body in the environment, the body involved in. Now we've got all this modern stuff and we totally disconnected and, and disrupted our natural state. And now the body's on fire and suffering from poor nutrition. I, just, I mean, it's just endless. Yeah. Yeah. We need to go take a, I tell everybody, I said, you know, all you got to do is go sit on a rock out in the woods and just sit there and be quiet and watch all the animals and look at their health. Look at how they live. They're healthy. You know, simple. there we go. Jeez. So really it like, like it's so simple. Like, you know, realistically without all the stories and anything, you could make this podcast five minutes. Cause essentially it's like, you know, inflammation, the root of all diseases, all you've got to do is ground yourself, which will take away those excess electrons, which will negatively charge your body, which will help reduce inflammation. Typically within 15 minutes, the pain will reduce. And we need to continue to ground ourselves because inflammation can't exist in a negative environment. So e.g. E walk around barefoot, connect to the ground, spend time in nature, or if you're an urbanite like us, 
that lives in suburbia. You get a grounded mat that you can put in your bed. You look at other ways that can make our urban life still be connected to the ground. Yeah, you know, I have to tell you that you know we we've sold, we've sold millions of these pads over the years, but our customer is ninety nine percent female. She's a mom between the ages of thirty on the average to sixty, and she has an autoimmune disease. She finds out about grounding because somebody told her. We don't advertise a lot because you can't advertise this because people think you're nuts. <laughs> it's not believable. Uh, you have to experience it in order to believe it. So anyhow, a woman finds grounding. She uses it for a few days and she says, oh, my God, my mom needs this. So she takes the one she got and gives it to her mom. Then she has some disposable income. She buys another one for herself and she gives it to her sister. Then she gives the next one to her, her daughter or her. It goes on and on. But these but these moms uh, are the ones who uh, experience it and they say, oh, my God, everybody's got to have this. And it's really hard to explain grounding. So rather than talk people into buying it, they buy it and give it to them. The average woman who gets grounded buys a dozen grounding mats in the first year for her family and friends to take and she has to hide it underneath the sheet of her mother you know so she won't <laughs> because the doctor didn't whatever but it goes on and on and on so anyhow this is a in every family there is a woman caregiver uh, or every extended family there's one person that kind of is the health person and they take care of the health of the family and the end of the community and so on and so it's really uh, it's not believable on the surface because you got to go to the doctor you got to get appointments you got to do all this stuff you have to wait for a specialist then you have to get on this drug that drug whatever and, and that's not the way life is life is simple people lived to be a hundred years ago a thousand years ago you know the body is it's infectious disease child war uh, all childbirth all these things that went on that lower life expectancy but the, the human body itself is uh, you know nature created a masterpiece <laughs> i totally agree uh, on, on, on a question on a personal note have you found out previously you fell to the trappings of material life and now you kind of went and you left all your possessions and you lived in an rv and then now you've created this business which is remarkable helping millions of people and you've discovered something incredible and you're a total trailblazer and the business sounds like it's doing well have you found yourself a second time round falling for the trappings of materialism or have you kind of how have you balanced that the second time round? No, I, I still, my personal belongings still, I think um, uh, all of them could fit in two suitcases. Wow. I do rent a house, but it's very stark and sterile. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, I noticed no paintings behind you there. There's like a, kind of a couple of wooden sculptures and that's it. No, I, um, yeah, I'm a minimalist. <laughs> in fact, they even had me on the minimalist not too long ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's it's like... You know, you don't, I don't want to own anything because if I own something, you don't really own it. It owns you because then your whole life is about taking care of it. You have to have a house to put it in. You have to do this and whatever and whatever and whatever. And that's not what life's about. Life's about, to me now, I, I know it's about uh, just being kind and being nice and being helpful and, and sharing and caring for your family and your community and, 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 and nature in the world, you know, it's really simple. It's not about playing king of the mountain, 
Uh, it's not about, I mean, you can make it about those things, but bottom line is you can't take any of that with you. So what's important? It's, it's your people and your family. I love that it's not about king of the mountain. That's such a simple and way. And even the way you say it, like, and you talk about, like, typically it's the female that leads this. And when you say king of the mountain, it's men that fall for these trappings. Women are far too intelligent, you know, in and far mo- too heartless. In most cases. In most cases. Okay, yeah. final question, which is related to grounding, is what about you? F- age 50 to 55, you were in horrific pain or whatever, and you nearly died age 50, and here you are age 79. What's your pain situation like now and your health? You look pretty great. I'm, I'm grounded probably 95% of the time. I have ground mats on my floor. I have, um, I sleep on a grounding mat. I have grounded shoes. I have, I make them myself or we have the, those simple grounded flip-flops that we kind of give away to everybody. And then, um, <clears throat> but I'm grounded probably 95% of the time. And, and um, but I don't have any, I don't have any issues. I don't have any pain. I don't have any, uh, if I stub a toe, sure, I'll go put my put my toe on the dirt real quick and keep the pain down. But I don't have any chronic arthritis. Uh, I can, you know, the main thing, I'm 79 years old. I can get up, I can run, I can do anything. I can still walk five miles, walk the dog, you know, a couple of miles. And, uh, but I don't, do anything extreme. I'm not a runner. I'm not anything like that. I just kind of, I uh, just do my thing, but my, I have health. I have health. This is free. I don't, the only thing I have to do is not eat sugar, not eat that, not eat and, you know, keep my diet clean and eat this, this uh, food is near to raw as I can uh, and you know live like you know nut butter but live nut butter not roasted peanuts and you know just <clears throat> eat live food eat good food eat food in season for sure if there's berries out there go eat them until they can, until you can't eat anymore uh, that's, <laughs> the way, that's who we are <laughs> it's a great message it really really is and final final one okay so we wear barefoot shoes and I'm just wondering like there's lots of shoes that I wear that I quite like is there a way that anyone can DIY grind their shoes is that like do you just put a metal cord along the sole or something or well, you just poke a hole through the shoe and run a piece of <laughs> copper wire through it and it gets a little gnarly but it doesn't matter you ground the shoe and it's, <laughs> it's life changing you can walk further you can lift you can lift more weight, you can, but mainly you have more stamina, you know, because your body's a fuel cell. It needs negative charge and, you know, you're breathing oxygen. So, you know, it's, um, so it's literally, so it's like literally, if I literally poke a just need, wire. you need to run kind of metal, you called it a metal kind of duct tape. You can put that on the inside of your shoe and then have some connection to the ground that has it on the bottom of the sole. And then it's a grounded shoe. Yeah, it may not last forever, but it's all right. Tear it off and put it on a new piece. Do whatever you can to get grounded. It's really important for your health. It's important uh, for your to stabilize your immune system so that your body, the immune system, can maintain and preserve your health. Amazing! Clinton, you are wonderful. Like I, it's so cutting edge what you're doing, and it's so simple, which makes it so. But it's, but it's applicable. like common sense is really not very common. Yeah, that's the problem. We've been television took us down, took us down the rabbit hole, you know, and and we lost our way. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, so for anyone listening who's fascinated, which I'm sure most people are, they can learn more. Your website is earthing.com, isn't it? Yes. Yes, yeah. earthing.com or the earthinginstitute.net is where all the studies are and all of the uh, question and answers, all that kind of stuff. And the Earthing movie's brilliant. I'm pretty much through it and it's brilliant. And I'm going to go home and watch it with my wife and I'm going to send it to my mom because it really was that motivating. And uh, and I know you said it's typically the female in a family that buys it for others. I'd say me and Stephen will start buying up these mats because, uh, <laughs> you know, being the feminine in the family, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Clint, you're brilliant. I love what you're doing and I really, I love your perspective. It's so refreshing. You're, you're a shining light in this world. You're like a sage. Well... <laughs> You know, you get old, you get smart, or you let go of things, and you know the truth comes. You know, what can I say? I don't know. Just I'm lucky, I guess. I'm just lucky that I get to be a part of this, and and I get to go do this. I mean, it's it's fun to be able to go and help people, and uh, and free. There's no money. I mean, you can you buy the maps and all that kind of stuff, but it's really about getting people to get their shoes off, put their feet on the earth, and notice what happens to their body. Notice how the pain goes away. Notice how their breathing changes. How they they look ten years younger in fifteen minutes because the the blood uh, normalizes and it can get in and out of the capillaries. The, the the cheeks pink up and 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 then the demeanor changes because the pain's gone. They're happy. So it's it's just wonderful to be able to uh, to share that with people. Wow. We swim in the sea every day at sunrise and I guess I'll be so much more aware of spending more time with my shoes off on the beach and uh, and walking up and back as long as I can until the depths of winter. So, uh, yeah, thanks thanks a million, Clint. This has been wonderful. It's been an absolute joy and you can see... Hey, here, I really appreciate you guys having me on and uh, any questions or anything, you can drop me a note or whatever. I, I follow up with everybody as best I can. Yeah, Brilliant. you're wonderful. Brilliant. Yeah, well, really, we'll, really we look forward it. to making uh, DIY grounded shoes and uh, ordering some sleeping mats. All right, take care, Brilliant. guys. Thanks, thanks a million. Thanks Mind again. yourself. Bye. 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 All the best. And thanks to everyone who's joined. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. 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 Clint. Bye. That was fascinating. I really admired Clint's or Clinton's like just almost sage-like wisdom, where he kind of cut it down. It was like. I didn't need to get into the nitty and gritty about the science behind it. There's peer-reviewed research. This works. I've seen it in thousands of cases. Like it's like try, try it. it, try it. And and I think we anyone listening, for, for anyone listening who's skeptic, try it. Like literally, we've got nothing to lose. lose. If you've got pain, take your shoes off, go out into the back garden, and stand there for 15 minutes and see what it's like. So, yeah, very simple. There's a lot of logic behind it, and it does like. Yeah. I find it fascinating. I find yeah. myself slightly lit and wondering how the hell I can run a copper wire. I was just saying it there to Johnny. How can I run a copper wire from my foot down into around the back of my shoes so it touches the earth? That's not a copper wire. That's just, uh, anyway, we're yeah. looking at DIY ways to make our shoes grounded. And uh, yeah, the story has started here. We'll see where it goes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope you enjoyed it just as much as we did. Um, if you want to learn more, uh, as he said, the Earthing Institute and you've got lots of other resources. The, the, the movie's actually really good. I'd recommend you watching the movie. It's called... Um, Grounding the grounding, and movie. if you are hearing any little grunting noise in the background, that's little baby Ralph here. He's here in the in the studio with Sarah. It's yeah, uh, thanks for for making it this far. We really appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this one, we've got tons of other episodes all about. Um, really just the same curious about life and how we can live better and more connected lives where we're more fulfilled and similarly if you do want to 
be part of our membership platform uh, our app is out to where you can access the membership platform it's all about helping you to become healthier and happier yeah it's our happy pair membership and it's really there to support you you know we do loads of live events and whatnot so um yeah thanks Mel, for joining us today and wishing you all the best bye wishing you a grounded day ahead grounded 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 bye 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 b